Blog Talk Radio. Cracking natties. Cracking natties. Cracking natties. Crack some natties. You know, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, doing this stuff, all right? You can't just rip these things off. Boom, 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 boom. So I understand if you can get a little tired, a little worn out, but we still got a long ways to go. Are we going to get through it all today? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I have no idea. Before... We do get started, get right back into it. Yeah, there's some fact-checking that uh, had to be done. I screwed up. It happens a lot, more than you know. There's a big difference between the L.A. Coliseum and the Oakland Coliseum. I was talking about the Oakland Coliseum and kept saying L.A. Coliseum. Two different places, all right? Yeah. Even, Even heroes take off their capes sometime, all right? The Oakland Coliseum is where the black hole is. L.A. Coliseum is for pussies, all right? Who cares? Oakland Coliseum. Also, there might have been more than three guys in Alabama. I think one might have died. Uh, the, the most recent picture, there's three of them. You go back in the 80s, there's four of them. 70s, there might have been eight of them. I don't know. People get old, all right? Legends sometimes fall. It happens. So, Oakland Coliseum, 10 seed. Alabama, could have been 10 guys in it. I don't know. doesn't matter. doesn't change the fact how great they both are, how intimidating they both are in their own way. Speaking of intimidating, got somebody coming up later on. It's pretty intimidating that we can talk about. But anyway, so, welcome to the Sunday edition cracking natties I'm, I'm just because I know nobody new is listening I'm going to go fast I'm going to go quick I'm going to run through what we've done before I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's pretty self-explanatory the 16 seeds Craig Stadler Wendell Clark eight hanger motorcycles and a spork just sounds ridiculous now doesn't it 15s sailor tattoos it seems like three weeks ago we were doing this wow sailor tattoos a sky hook Garfield Joe Diffie 14s, Logachu, Billy Bob Thornton, 30 rack of beer, free beer and wine at weddings, 13s, Carton of Smokes, 95 Red Wings, Conway Twitty, don't even ask, Yard of Beef, 12s, Randy Travis, Spuds McKenzie, Swiss Army Knife, and a Cortisone Shot. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, you had to listen, or else you're not going to get it. 11 seeds, Yosemite Sam, don't get me started on him. Tax Evasion, Wooden Rocking Chair, and Rod Beck, Shooter. Ten Seeds, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. The Oakland Coliseum, Lou Ferrigno. Love Lou Ferrigno and Alabama. <clears throat> Nine Seeds, 2001 Miami Hurricanes. 1994 Nebraska Cornhuskers. George, the possum, no-show Jones. I mean, no-show Jones, he was, and that's where we ended yesterday with George Jones. 
No Show Jones, you bought your tickets to his concert, and there was a 40-60% chance to the bad that he wasn't going to be there. I don't think anybody cared either. Like, hey, we're going to the George Jones show tonight, or are we? All right? Nobody opened for George Jones, all right? The curtain went up. If he was there, you saw a good show. If not, fuck it. You didn't. And nobody got mad at him. Hey, well, we'll refund your tickets. Nope, they're already snorted up his nose. All right? It's done. No show Jones. And they loved him. Keep coming back. Just filling auditoriums. Eh, he probably won't be there. Well, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Still going to have a great fucking time. I'll tell you that. But we still have one more nine seed. And here we go. Off and running. I told you, I listened to the show yesterday, whatever. Um, it cut out a little bit when I said that the, the last number nine seat is a song, okay? Hmm, it's a song. Well, what's, what, what song could it be, you know? All right, first of all, get your heads out of the clouds, all right? It's not a fucking Beatles song, all right? It's not Michael Jackson. Nothing stupid like that, okay? When you think, let's just say America, all right? And there's so many good songs about this country. And uh, let's see, what do you think? Oh, let's see, who's popular, the most popular? Okay, but when, when it comes to, like, think back to, like, 9-11 and how crazy and hard that was. Don't you think there's one song that always stuck out that is just a song among songs? And, yeah, it was a one-hit wonder, all right? Do you think when... Lee Greenwood decided to become a artist or musician. He's like, you know what? I got a decent voice. I might pop out a few albums, you know, maybe chart top the charts once or twice. Do you think he had any idea what he was getting into when he wrote and sang proud to be an American? And you know what? Let's start fact checking again. Did he write it? Let's just say for, for shit's sake, for our sake, for today's sake that he did. I like to think that everybody who sings a song wrote it because, you know, you got that passion for it. But proud to be an American is everything that there is. It, it's, it's everything you want about the country that you live in all rolled up into a nice little rap. And it just epitomizes everything. Proud to be an American from the hills of wherever to the lakes of Minnesota to sea to shining sea. When you played that song post 9-11 and you didn't cry, that means you weren't born here, all right? If you're from Tennessee and you can get through that song without swallowing a jug of vodka because you're so emotionally broken, proud to be an American. And we're not talking about depression here, folks, all right? This is not. We're badass. We're, this is what this song is. I heard that song post 9-11. I couldn't even keep it together. All right? I'm from Iowa. New York's 2,000 miles away. Never been to New York City in my entire life. Doesn't matter because for like 20 years, we all felt like we'd been there from there. Like the, 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 the weeks and the months following, there wasn't a kid. I mean, myself included. Obviously, I am not a soldier, a veteran by any means, but... There wasn't a, 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 I was a junior in college, and me and my friends were looking at each other like, do, do we, do we got to go do something or what? You know, all right, great, we didn't, all right, we didn't, but just for like 
a split second. It's like, we got to go kill somebody or we got to do something. Nobody does this to us. And yeah, 3000 people lost their lives that nobody don't know them, but it, it affected everything. And then Lee Greenwood, he didn't write the song post 9-11. The song's from, well, yeah, guess what? The 80s. Because everything that is everything badass happened in the 80s. Everything. And I'm proud. I, it's just, you, you're sitting around a bonfire late night with the guys. The drinks are flowing. And you know somebody's just got it locked up in their holster. He's like, yep, time to go. Here we go. You ready? Here comes Lee. And everybody shares a moment. Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American. Name one other song Lee Greenwood had. Don't even try. It doesn't matter. Because that one song was worth 100 number ones. Okay? It's proud to be an American, and we're all proud to be Americans. All right? Even now, in the crisis that we're going through right now, just makes you even more proud to be an American. I wish I could play it right now. But the shitheads over here at this, there's copyright infringement. So I can't do it. I got, uh, uh, you know, this is the only thing I can play and get it. Mm-hmm. See? So we still like to keep a little bit of comedy with our drama. Okay? We have to do that. So that rounds out. I mean, what else can you, what more can you say about proud to be an American? It's just emotionally awesome. And, you know, it's just straight up badass. It's a good nine seed. Could it be higher? Of course it could be higher. I was looking through the list earlier today because I do so much prepping for the show. It's it's tough. It's tough out here. I, there's a two seed that I don't even know how it made the list, but it's just it's whatever mood you're in. It's whatever's tripping your trigger right away. So you got you got to move on. Now we're in the eight seeds. This is almost halfway through. Almost halfway through. We're on week eleven doing this stupid shit. So where do you go from two football teams, the possum, and the best song in American history about America? The next, the first number eight seed, it's a drink, okay? It's a drink that I've never drank before because I don't qualify. And I'm not being hard on myself here, folks. I'm just being honest. And I think we all need to start being a little bit more honest with each other. Now, when you think hard-working man, comes home at night, doesn't want to be bothered, and he goes to the cupboard, to the cabinet, what do you think he's getting, a bottle of wine? Nope. A beer? Ah, I've been there before. I'm talking about a real hard day's work. He goes up and he gets that goddamn bottle of bourbon out. You know what? I doubt he has the patience to put ice in the glass. And if you think he's watering it down, go back to kindergarten. You get, a, you get a bottle of bourbon. It might say bourbon on it. It might say Johnny Walker. It might be, I don't know, whatever it is. But a glass of bourbon just shows. And listen, kids, nobody's, nobody's sneaking out at night and grabbing a bottle of bourbon and going out on the town. No, this is for home. You don't drink bourbon at the bar. You drink bourbon when you want to be alone. And shit could get crazy. One-on-one. Mentally, shit's going to get weird after a couple glasses of bourbon. Bourbon is badass. How do I know that? Because I know what badass is, and I know that I'm not in, in, in most aspects. But a glass of bourbon? Now, my buddy Brad, who called in yesterday, he'll drink a glass of bourbon. 
Goddamn right. Why wouldn't he? Because he deserves it. He's like, I had a shitty day today. I'm not saying he was swinging a sledgehammer and, you know, breaking steel, building railroad tracks all day. He wasn't down in the coal mine, swallowing coal. You know, he wasn't off in Afghanistan fighting. I don't give a shit if he sells insurance or he sells drugs. He comes home at night, had a rough day, pours a glass of bourbon, everything goes away. That could be a song right there. Comes home, had a bad day, gets a glass of bourbon, everything's okay. No, anyway, I'm not, we're not writing songs here. We're talking about a glass of bourbon. It's, I, I think it's, I think it deserves to be where it is, and I'm not, I'm not making cases. I'm not saying that anything's right or wrong about this list. It just says bourbon, by the way. It's not even a glass of bourbon. It's just bourbon in general. I don't have, I, 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 there's restrictions to buying bourbon and having a glass of bourbon. It's like, oh, I'll get, take a glass of bourbon. Bartender's like, no, you, you don't get it. You don't understand bourbon, son. Take that shit home with you, all right? You haven't been out in the battlefield. You haven't been out in the real world, all right? So I'll give you a light beer uh, with minimal calories, and you go sit over there by yourself and think about what you just thought you could order, son. I, I, I maybe tasted bourbon. I mean, I didn't turn into Lou Ferrigno afterwards, or the Hulk, you know. I was like, ooh, that's gross. That's because you're a pussy, man, right? You don't just get a, acquire a taste for bourbon. You have it, and you're like, yep, that's bourbon, and that's the real deal, and I might drink it forever. Don't drink too much of it, then it's just stupid, and you're just wasting bourbon. Three glasses tops. Ice in it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. If you mix it with something, you need to break that bottle over your head. Bourbon. Bourbon. Okay, there's a guy. He's an actor. He's, uh, Jesus, what else is he? I think he's only five feet five. But he, everything he's ever been in, he may as well be seven feet tall. I don't feel like I have the stones to do an impersonation of him that's really, really bad. And I didn't put him on this list so I could do an impersonation of him. Um, he's not a professional boxer, but he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. If that has any... You know who I'm talking about. You know it's Sly, okay? This guy did everything from, call it the 60s, to present day, all right? He was Rambo. He was Rocky. He was doing Rockies and Rambos back to back. Completely ripped out of his gourd. Not Ferrigno ripped. I mean, he was like needles ripped. All right. You know, and I mean, he admitted it. You can admit that. He's like, yeah, I was on everything known to man. Ferrigno's not buying it. But Sly Stallone. And don't get me wrong. Guy had a lot of clunkers. In his day, all right? Stop or my mom will shoot. Didn't exactly win Best Picture at the Oscars, okay? Cliffhanger wasn't exactly a cliffhanger, all right? Rocky V still wasn't that bad. Rambo Eighth Blood still had some good moments. And the guy just kept pumping them out and pumping out. He wrote all these movies, okay? He did everything, all right? 
Nope, nope, not today. We're doing it again. We're not doing it again. You've been there. You've heard it. And you know. Tell you what, you get so far down this list, and these you don't need to explain why Sylvester Stallone's an eight seed in a badass bracket, okay? It writes itself. There's nothing groundbreaking going on here. Nothing at all, okay? Give me a second. Nothing's working. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Do you think anything is supposed to work right on this stupid show? Brad, text me. Dude, I can't get anything to work. You know what? I can't get anything to work either. I hope and pray that this isn't even broadcasting. Then you have to hear me talk about Sylvester Stallone all day. It's it's not Rocky. Rocky Balboa, it's not Rocky. You know, it's just like it's not the Hulk. The Hulk wasn't a 10 seed. Lou Ferrigno was. Rocky Balboa, John, what the hell is his name? What's Rambo's name? John Doe? Yeah. John Rambo? Whoa! Bet you didn't know that. Was Rambo's middle name or last name John Rambo Rambo? Well, now that's badass, but it's Sylvester Sloan. I, 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 you know what? I'm running out of time to explain why these guys are on this. You get to the eight seeds, you just know. You just know why they're on the list. Oh, starting to sweat. This might be the last show where I'm on this stupid format. But we're not going to talk about that. I'm not going to bore callers bringing the show down. Me bitching about the webs, interwebs, brings the show down. Sylvester Stallone, there you go. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Am I, did I sound like Scott Hall there for a second? Did I sound like Razor Ramon? Or am I Sylvester Sloan? That's how good my impressions are. Halfway through the eight seeds. The next eight seed, you know what, with this one, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'll explain to you why it's so badass. The next eight seed is bull riders. Okay, not everybody. I'm, I'm not a rodeo guy. I go to one or two every year, sometimes three, if the mood strikes me. Our town has a has a local rodeo, and it's awesome. It's the best thing about Carson, probably, and besides the country store. But anyway, it's better than that. Bull rider, and I'm not just talking about any old asshole who puts a fucking huge dip of skull in and then jumps on a bull and gets kicked off. I'm talking about the nitty-gritty, the, the grinders. You, they're, just like everything else, there are certain, certain specifications of being a bull rider. And I think the number one specification is that you have to be named Cody. I, I, I don't know why. Like, you, you have to have, and your last name has to be, like, one syllable, at least. You know, like, Cody Bull. I mean, not, not like that, but it's just, you got to be, you can't be more than 170 pounds. You got to be crazy. You got to be nuts. You got to be mean. And you got to be a real man. These guys are getting on 1,200-pound animals with horns and usually getting bucked off within, oh, I don't know, a tenth of a minute or less. And then, okay, I failed at my job because I rode this machine for four seconds. All right, party's over. I lost. Nope. Now you're on the ground in an arena with a 1,200-pound pissed-off fucking oversized cow. All right? With horns, a bull, and you've got a dipshit sprinkles the clown, 
that just waves his hands in the air, and now you got to start running. Even if you do your job at the utmost, at the maximum effort and ride eight seconds, you're still on a bull, okay? I, okay, oh, I rode it eight seconds. Now the helicopter comes in and magically whisks me away out of, out of harm's way. Nope, still on a bull, still in a small arena with the slipperiest gates ever, nowhere to go. The bull hates you. Once you're dead, you're still riding it. Okay, well, he's on second 20 now, and the bull's still fucking bucking, and the kid won't get off. Cody, Cody Smith, everybody, all right? He's a living legend, but he's about to be dead. He's a bull rider. Best you can ever do winning a bull riding competition is like 300 bucks. Yeah, but I only had to work eight seconds. No, you didn't. You have to work your entire life. You have to be born a bull rider. You can't just become a bull rider. You name your kid Cody, here, your foot's halfway in the door, okay? By naming your son Cody, you've done something that no other kid can do, sort of. I mean, there's, there's, there's no bull riders named Michael, all right? Or Jeffrey. Or Brad. Or Bryce. There might be a Bryce, probably. But, you know, Cody, Billy, Hank. Something tough, something cowboy, steer. I mean, you, you, you get a cowboy name, and then you start riding bulls. Jim Montgomery isn't going to be a bull rider, right? He's going to be a lawyer, all right? Jeff Jefferson is probably going to be an electrician. But Cody Tango... <laughs> It's got about a 75% chance of being a bull rider. Here's our son, Cody. Well, hope he likes bullshit. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks. All right. Last eight seed is a sports team from the 90s, actually. 90s were good. Sports were so. When I was growing up as a kid and we were outside playing basketball, and, I mean, when it's when you think 90s basketball, obviously you're going to think the Bulls, all right? They were everything perfect about 90, the best team ever. Had the best guy, you know, Jordan, Jordan, Pippen, blah, 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 blah. Still don't think it's badass. I just think it's good. I think it's good basketball. But when you want to talk about tough, physical, guys that aren't even athletic, guys that can't shoot, can't jump, but are just crazy sons of bitches that don't give a damn about anything. You want to go to 1995 and you want to look up and down at the New York Knicks rock roster. All right. Yeah. 95 Knicks. Now 94 and 95 was when Jordan took a little hiatus and guess what? The Houston Rockets took their turn at basketball. And because Jordan left, it opened the door for the NBA West right, to win a championship or two. Jordan comes back and you know what happens again. But in 1995, there was a team that every other team hated to play because they knew they were going to get their Knicks. Knicks docked off or Dicks knocked off, one or the other. So, all right, oh, you're, you know, Patrick Ewing, all right, that's a given. That guy was seven feet two inches, had zero athletic ability, was in the All-Star game every year just because he was a crazy fucker, all right? 
You ever seen Patrick Ewing shoot? Nope. You ever seen a highlight reel of Patrick Ewing? There isn't one. Is the guy in the Hall of Fame? Probably. George, yeah, you want to see highlights of Patrick Ewing, just go to Georgetown, right? Because you're not going to see him. His NBA highlight reel is just him blowing fire into another guy's face, all right? It's, it's him slapping Scottie Pippen, all right? And it's not just Patrick Ewing. He, was, he, he might have been the softest guy of them all. You know their point guard, John Starks, who could potentially be a white guy, could jump out of the gym. He could jump. He could play. And he was a little pissant. Crazy fuckers. I can't get you started about who Charles Oakley was as a human being. All right? You saw on the Jordan documentary that he played for the Bulls. No, whatever. That guy is a nick. He's a gangster. He's a thug. He's wanted for murder all the time. I don't think he's allowed in the garden anymore because all he did was get in fights and beat the shit out of people. You look at that guy and you're like, his name has to be Charles Oakley. Quasi-gangster? No, fully. Anthony Mason? Murderer. I'm talking about mental murderers. The 95 Knicks? Okay, so you're like, well, 95 Knicks, how'd they do that year? Does it matter? They lost in the conference semifinals. You know what? That's the second round of the playoffs. But it didn't matter. Hubert Davis, he averaged zero points a game, and I think he played 40 minutes a game. I, 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 I don't know. When you got Ewing, Oakley, Mason, Starks, I don't even know if Hubert Davis started, but he was a killer. Spike Lee, fuck him, all right? Little Weasel. Just nip, 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 nip. You want to talk about sports fans? We'll go Jack Nicholson with the Lakers, all right? Spike Lee with the Knicks? No, that's even in 95 when Spike Lee was at his uh, peak of his career, he had nothing to do with how badass the Knicks were in 95. Lost in the conference semis in an eight seed. You know that the Knicks were badass. You do. You know it. I don't know. What else do you want me to say? Probably ended up with like the... Not badass. I think Hakeem Olajuwon was badass. No, he couldn't even. Yeah, he averaged 80 points a game because he was nine feet tall. You get it down low to him, he sets it in. It's not badass. Patrick Ewing would clothesline guys coming down the. Charles Oakley would rip your heart out and eat it at center court at halftime. Hated him. Everybody hated him. You think I'm a Knicks fan? Get out of here. Knickerbockers? No. Should have been called the New York Oakleys. Seven seeds? Oh, my goodness. Where should we start? Another sports team? No, let's take a break. from. Well, actually, every single seven seed has to do with athletics. Hold on. Yep, more magic coming. Everything works great. See? Fucking Bryce. Okay. What do you know about sports broadcasters? Probably a lot, don't you? Think of some of the greats. You know, like think of like Al Michaels, John Madden, Pat Summerall, all the football guys, Jim Nance, uh, Mike Patrick. The list goes on and on and on of iconic voices, people who were so good at their craft that you just know when you watch the 18th hole of the Masters or Joe Buck, Game 7 of the World Series. These guys are just good, okay? 
Brent Musburger, that it just bleeds college football. I'm not talking about any of these guys. You want to talk about sports broadcasters that were out of their fucking mind? I'm not a Cubs fan, all right, or a Bud man. But there's a guy that for, let's call it the better part of 20 years, used to announce Cubs games. And he was so off his rocker and so out of his mind that he didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. And there was nothing better. When you think Cubs baseball and you think 80s and 90s and you don't think Harry Carey, then you, 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 you don't know anything. You, you're out of your mind. Harry Carey. And you know what? He started with the Cardinals. You want, you want Harry Carey stories? There's only one. There's only one that you need to know. So, word has it. That, no, and this is true. The first three innings, he would be live on the air. No big deal. Everything's fine. From the third to the seventh inning, he'd go to the radio. This is with the Cardinals, all right? He would go on the radio and get so fucked up, hammered. He'd come back in the seventh inning, hi, everybody. And it's like, whoa, Harry is literally in the cannon, and they just shot it out. We're talking a, a, a minimum of a 12-pack of hard Budweiser and four innings of baseball. And he'd come back so shit-faced. He couldn't even finish the broadcast. You know, he'd call ball four when, you know, the guy just struck out. Oh, oh, Cubs win. It's the Cardinals, Harry. You're not there yet. So then he went to the Cubs. And he was on the air the whole time. And he, he just gets so drunk. Like when the Cubs, you know, they'd be down eight to nothing. It'd be the ninth inning. And Andre Dawson would get ball three. And he would erupt like, oh, my God, we're going to get a base runner and come back and win this thing. And then Hawk goes down swinging on three straight fastballs. He didn't care. That guy loved Cubs baseball more than anything. And he was drunk the entire time. Harry Carey's a god. I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Bud man. That guy. Harry Carey. There's no other sports announcers on this, I don't think. That's just the only way to start a good seven seed is with a guy like Harry Carey. That guy was badass. That guy bled blue. Actually, bled red and white. Budweiser. Take me out to the ball game. He invented it. All right? And the Cubs were always losing. All that guy wanted is for the Cubs to win a pennant. Not a World Series. Everybody knew that was fucking impossible. Just win the pennant. And what did he say after every rendition of take me out to the ball game? Let's get some runs. Every time. Because the Cubs were always chasing runs in the bottom of the seventh inning. Because you know Sean Dunstan's going to lead off with a single. And then you know Mark Grace, Ryan Sandberg, and Hawk are going down swinging. It's just, it's Cubs baseball. The 90s, when that was the only sporting event on, on TBS was Cubs baseball. Or Atlanta, WGN, excuse me. The Braves were on TBS. You knew rosters up and down. Like the Braves, that was the most boring baseball ever. They were so good. And you knew every single guy on their team. It's hard not to be a fan. So you got the Cubs and you got the Braves because that's all you got to watch in Harry Carey. 
switching gears here, but you got Harry Carey, solid seven seed. This next guy, if you want to, it's arguably not the greatest NBA player of all time, but I, he's in my top five. I think he rounds out my top five. Athletic ability out of a scale of one to ten, three. Finesse, six. Uh, greatness, a badass, ten. White guy, yep. Boston Celtics, yep. I think I'm talking about Kevin McHale. You go home, stick your finger in a socket because you're out of your mind. Larry Bird, for what? You look at Larry Bird, you're like, the guy has to sell used cars, right? It's like, oh, I'd play a little basketball. French Lick. If you're from French Lick, Indiana, you're, you're working at State Farm or the local diner, all right? Larry Bird, yeah, I own Larry's Cafe. Nope, I'm the greatest NBA player that's ever lived with a mustache that you can't see because I'm so Irish. Maybe. Larry Bird, his, his highlight reel is, you know, two snails screwing. It doesn't matter. The guy, I know for a fact, probably the best shooter that's ever lived. If you don't guard Larry Bird, 99.9 shots out of 100 are going in. And for some reason, he just made guys look stupid. Larry Bird is everything that a badass should be. I can't explain it enough. NBA titles, yeah, he's got him. Fit one of the 50 greatest players? Of course he's on that list. You know who else is on that list? Shaq, all right? Clyde Drexler's probably on that list. All right, Jordan's greatest ever, right? Larry Bird is better than all that. I'm not saying he's the greatest basketball player, but I'm just saying for what he had dealt to him. What was he, 6'8", six, six, just sloppy 6'8"? Think that guy's in the gym? No, he's eating heroes and hoagies, all right? Drinking beers, shooting free throws. You know how many free throws he missed in his career? Zero. Don't even look it up. Because the stats aren't going to tell you the truth. That guy never missed when he shot. He's such a good team player, and he was fucking pissed off, too. Don't piss off Larry Bird. You think Larry Bird was at the Celtics because he wanted to? He bleeds green, man. He's like the Hulk, except Larry Bird can turn into Lou Frigno. You know, it's almost like Larry Sparrow, you know. It's not Larry Hawk, but the guy was so scrappy. He was a badass. Larry Bird was, deserves everything he gets being a number seven seed on this list. Playing a ten seed? Give me this list. Who the, imagine imagine who, who has to play Larry Bird in the first round. Well, that's going to be impossible. Nope. Nope. Oh, he's not even on the list. Let's play Mike Tyson's punch-out in the first round. I'll tell you this right now. Mike Tyson's punch-out, thanks for coming. All right? You did good. You put up a good fight. We need to get to this list. I know. I'm dragging my feet. You're bored to tears. That's okay, but I just, I just want you to know. I just want you to understand. And then can you transition from a, a badass basketball player to a NASCAR driver? Can you even do that? Michael, there's not a NASCAR driver on this list. What is so badass about a steering wheel and driving stock car lap after lap? 
If you even think I'm talking about who you think I'm talking about, one of these new age pussies, you're out of your mind, okay? Now, we got to go into the 80s here, like always. We got to go in the 90s here. Did I tell you there was going to be something about an intimidator on this list? I don't even need to explain why Dale Earnhardt is on this list and as high as he is because that guy never spoke a word. He got in a car and he drove the son of a bitch till the wheels fall off, fell off, and he just raised checker flags. He had like over a hundred top five finishes, a million wins. Uh, mustache, the Intimidator, number three. He's everything that you ever need to know about NASCAR. And guess what? I don't know anything about NASCAR. Yeah, we're live here with Dale Earnhardt. Dale, what do you think about that win? All right. Okay, that's Dale Earnhardt, everybody. Lost him at Daytona. Can you believe it? Where were you when we lost Dale? I know exactly where I was. I'm pretty sure it was February 17, 2001. Within a day or two. Where were you when the Intimidator lied? And why is Sterling Marlin not in prison, by the way? Watch the highlight of that. That son of a bitch. He T-boned him. Put him right in the wall. You know Dale Jr. is right behind him, too. God damn it, son of a bitch. Can you believe it? God damn it, that sucks. It didn't even look like he hit that hard. Dale's still on this list if we don't lose him 19 years ago. He's still on the list. That son of a, He'd still be driving stock right now. He tell you there's not stock about a stock car, all right? Days of Thunder. The, that's on that should be on the list, but it's not. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Say it however you want to say it. What a legend. Oh, Dale. God, what a great what'd you think I was gonna say? Jeff Gordon? Really? Drive your stock car off of a bridge. Jeff Gordon. I don't Dick Trickle was badass because he smoked in the pits. Shit. You don't think Dale was smoking? Listen here, boy. We do two things. We drive car, raise checkered flag, eat supper. Didn't name you Cody to be no bull rider. Name you Dale Jr. You think Dale Jr. had an option to be – what do you think he was going to be named other than Dale Jr.? And you know Sr., Daddy was like, you raise stock car, I'll beat the living snots out of you. All right, no problem, Dad. Dale Earnhardt, tip your mustache to him, because the guy deserves to be on it. All right. Finally, there's a baseball team in the – I didn't do this so I could talk about the 80s. I, for as long as I know, the 80s – what the, didn't they suck? But everything badass came out of the 1980s. So there's a baseball team in the late 80s, in 1989, that won a World Series. Okay. And then in 1990, went back to the World Series and got swept by the Reds. And then in 1991, I'm talking about the Oakland A's, by the way. I don't. It's not the 89 A's. It's not the 90 A's that I've got on this list. 89 A's hoisted. 90 A's went back, got cocky, got swept. The 91 A's, same same roster, two a T, 
come back and they're like, we might win 162 games this year. I say we start wearing gold chains, start not giving a shit about anything. Fucking Ricky Henderson stealing home every chance he gets. He's like, we're going to, we're going to wine dine and 69 everybody. The 91 A's were the cockiest baseball team to ever live. Yeah, wait, you, you got to be talking about the 89 A's, right? The earthquake A's. The real A's, nope. 98, nope. 91 A's, yep. You know how many games they won? You think I'm going to say 120, don't you? In 1991, the Oakland A's won 84 games. That's what happened when they got so cocky and so out of their gourd and so badass. That's what happens when you get so badass. The 95 Knicks barely got into the playoffs. Got hand, got their ass handed to them. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a winner to be badass, all right? You you think you you think Sylvester Stallone won at everything he did? Probably. You think I don't know. Larry Bird, you know how many times that guy got beat? A lot. The 91 A's, John Steinbeck, Steinbach, Terry Steinbach. Okay, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco is all you really need to talk about, but it's it's only the tip. It's only putting the tip in here, folks, of, of the Bash Brothers. Okay, the Bash Brothers, Canseco and McGuire, you knew they were good for 40 apiece, 40 homers apiece. You knew they were good to buy the bar around of beers after the game. The Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco was ruthless. Mark McGuire was full of steroids. That's how you win baseball games, and that's also how you lose baseball games. These guys didn't give a shit. Mark McGuire would be 4 for 4 with 4 home runs, and they'd lose 12 to 4, all right? Didn't matter. And guess who was popping bottles in the locker room? Everybody on Mark McGuire. Four dingers. Let's go. Let's go to the gym. All right? Let's go work out. McGuire, the Bash Brothers. And then, like, what about Ricky Henderson? The guy stole over 100 bases wearing 20 pounds of jewelry. All right? With an afro. With hair sticking out of his helmet. Coach would be like, get down, get down. Ricky's like, fuck you, I'm already here. I stole two bases in one pitch. Ricky Henderson stole two bases in one pitch? Don't even think about YouTubing it, because it, it probably got taken down just now. Ricky Henderson got an inside-the-park home run twice in one bat. One at-bat. Hit the ball to the right field corner, and he rounded the bases two goddamn times. For what? They only gave him one run. Ricky Henderson was so fast... He would race a cheetah before every game and beat him. Why would I make this stuff up? You don't think Ricky Henderson ran to every baseball game no matter where it was? He never. He was afraid to fly, except when he was running. He ran everywhere. Ricky Henderson was so fast that the, he wouldn't allow him in the Olympics. Did you know that? They say that earthquake in 89 was because of Ricky Henderson stealing bases. I cannot believe you don't believe me when you're talking about Ricky Henderson. Harold Baines? Huh. Walt Weiss, Dave Stewart, Ron Darling, Dennis, uh, Dennis Eckersley? Dennis Eckersley had 130 saves one year. Did you know that? And threw zero balls. 
we're talking about 1991 when shit was just starting to get real. You don't think these guys were listening to NWA in the locker room? Huh? You don't think Ice Cube was at every game? Ball in the A's? Tell you what, I'm making a strong case for the 91 A's to win this whole thing after that. You don't want to hear any more Ricky Henderson stories, all right? Dave Stewart and Dave Henderson were the exact same guy that he just switched jerseys every other inning. You didn't know that, did you? Because you didn't watch the shit like I did. You go look at Dave Stewart and Dave Henderson and tell me that's not the same fucking guy. One pitched, one hit. They both did everything. Dave Henderson hit 40 home runs and pitched nine innings the next night. Or was it Dave Stewart? I have no idea. They're both 6'4", 260. It's the same guy. 184 games. Guess how far they went in the playoffs? They didn't make the playoffs. Is that not the greatest thing you've heard all day? Wow. Next week's show is going to be all about the 1991 A's, by the way. All right? And you want to hear some real-life stories about Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, what they were doing off the field, and what Ricky Henderson's nightlife was like? He beat a cheetah in a foot race. Cheetahs run 72 miles an hour. For fun, on the weekends, he'd go to the dog track and race the dogs. He'd always catch the rabbit. The rabbit couldn't go fast enough. Stop talking about Ricky Henderson. Move on. My heart is beating out of my chest because of the 91 A's. Are you talking about the 89? No, fuck the 89 A's. Nothing cool about winning a World Series. There is something cool about racing sports cars, street racing with your legs. I don't know how they lost the game because they didn't fucking care. That's why. They didn't care. Harold Baines was 65 years old playing first base. Like, you're talking about Harold Baines from the 70s? Yeah. He was just getting in his prime in 91. Like, Harold, you've got to retire. Like, hey, coach, fucking Harold Baines is back again at spring training. What the fuck are we going to do with this guy? He's old enough to be our father's. Somebody tell Harold Baines to fucking retire. He won't. This is his 48th MLB season. The fucking son of a bitch still has it, too. Goddamn Harold Baines. Didn't we draft him in 68? It's fucking 1991. I think that guy had something to do with the hurricane. Tell fucking Harold to go home. Jesus Christ. The guy's in the Hall of Fame and he still plays. Get him out of here. I can't get him out of here. He had 19 homers and 83 RBIs last year. He only played seven games. Are we talking about the same goddamn Harold Baines that's on Medicare? (laughs) Son of a bitch. Didn't make the playoffs. Harold Baines made the playoffs that year, but the rest of the team didn't. I swear to God, Harold Baines babysat me when I was a kid. How the fuck is this guy still playing? Now he says he wants to play catcher. He's got no knees. His back sticking out of his back. You tell me he batted 310 last year? Son of a bitch. That same guy that's at the coffee shop every morning, bitching about Reagan? Absolutely. 89, 91. So those are the seven seeds. How was that? Six seeds. Oh, man. Nope, they don't hold a candle to the seven seeds. I'll tell you that right now. The first um, six seed... Uh, it's a tool, and it's 
it's on this list because it's well obviously for main reasons but there's no motor you don't have to charge it you uh it's never going to break it's the most trusty tool in your shed it gets every single job you need done right as long as you're not a pussy and you can swing it not a hammer all right what what am i talking about <laughs> a sledgehammer all right i've got one listen i could swing a fucking sledgehammer all right i'm no john henry all right i'm not paul bunyan I think he swung axes, by the way. Oh, there's more woodcutting shit on here. Don't get me wrong. We can run through the rest. I'll tell you right now. We got a sledgehammer. Name one job where that's not the first thing you go to. All right, honey, you got to fix the cabinets. Go get me the sledgehammer right now. And don't back talk. I need a light bulb screwed in. Get me the sledge. You know what? We need a new microwave. Well, give me the sledgehammer and I'll get rid of this one. Hey, the neighbor's getting touchy-feely with me. Yep. Just extend your arm out. And if that sledgehammer's not in my fucking hand in 13 seconds, I'm taking it to the whole house. Hey, do you see gas went up 10 cents? Go to the fucking garage. Don't say anything. And get me my fucking sledgehammer. I think I'm losing my mind. See, now what's going to happen is I'm going to have to embellish everything to get you guys to understand why these – you get into the six seeds here. We're talking about champions now. A sledgehammer? Yeah. It's <clears> – there isn't one thing – I guarantee I use the sledgehammer today, whether it's to mow the yard or to fix the fence. Get me the sledge. You want me to nail in? Uh, you want me to nail a shingle onto the roof? You want me to use a regular hammer? Go f yourself. Get me the sledge, and we'll get this job done. Lickety split. You better have a cutoff shirt on if you're going to swing that sledgehammer right. You better be sweating. You better have a hairy chest. I'm just telling you. You better have a smoke hanging out of your mouth and a beer on beer on the deck. Give me the sledge. I think today I'm going to put in a new sidewalk just using the sledgehammer. What else do you want me to say about it? It's the best tool you have. There are no other tools on the list. I mean, Sylvester Stallone was kind of a tool in some of the movies he was in, but we're not talking about that. Sledgehammer. I'm not talking about the song Sledgehammer either. That sucks. Sledge? No, that that song should have been called Apron. All right. Tack hammer. Chisel. Drill bit. No, nothing cool about that. When you text me during the show, I can't check it because then everything fucking goes haywire. All right. Oh, you know, yesterday was the 50th show. You think we'd learn something by then? I've come nowhere. In 50 shows. Go back and listen. It's 50 hours. They say it takes 50 hours to perfect something. Oh, wait a minute. It's 10,000. All right. So in 40 years, I'll finally have this figured out. And I might still be on blog talk radio where nothing works. 
I might as well start the show, take a nap, take a sledgehammer to the show. That's what it's come to. What do you think about when you think of, like, the greatest coach of all time? And don't give me any of your bullshit about fucking Bill fucking Belichick or Don Shula or nothing. Best, when you think coach, the greatest coach ever, what do you think his name is? I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with a fierce animal, all right? And I'm not talking about Joe Buck, all right? Or anybody buck. I am talking about Bear Bryant. Now, I wasn't around when Bear Bryant was doing all his crazy shit, all right? I have no clue. I got no proof of who this guy actually was. But I got a pretty good idea that he was a savage son of a bitch. And when he talked, you listened or you got the F out. Bear Bryant, what, six national championships in 25 years? You think I'm talking about Nick Saban, who wins it every year? Get out of here. Nick Saban sold out and went to the pros, all right? We're talking about Alabama football back in the 60s when you, if you didn't have a thorn in your knee after practice, you didn't work hard enough. Bear Bryant? All you got to do is say Bear Bryant, and you're like, yep, he wins it. Winner. Came here to work today, boys. You saw that movie where fucking Tom Berenger played Bear Bryant? Jersey Boys, that wasn't it. Lost Boys, Jungle Boys, Junction Boys. That's all you need to know right there. We ain't on your daddy's farm anymore. What? The fuck is Bear talking about? Ten-hour practices? Even assistant coaches were fucking falling off the face of the earth? You, If you quit, you had to sneak out in the middle of the night at camp and run home. You don't quit on Bear, all right? Because he'll shoot you. Bear Bryant. Not Lane Bryant. We'll get your panties in a bunch, all right? We're talking about the Bear. Bear Bryant. You think I got hardcore evidence on this guy? You think I Googled him? You're out of your freaking mind. I don't know anything about Bear Bryant besides the fact that he was a complete psychopath. We win football games. If you die, you die. This is the 60s, Okay. This isn't the 90s when everything goes soft besides the Knicks and the A's. Bear Bryant, he could still be alive. I don't know. My guess is he died in the 70s, but I just don't know. I don't have any proof. All right? I don't have the Internet. I don't need it. I might call it the L.A. Coliseum when you know what I mean. I don't know how many guys are in Alabama. I don't know Alabama's payroll. Yes, they lose money. There's a lot of Alabama on this list. Bear Bryant, Alabama. The band, Alabama. Yeah, he won football games. He lost a lot of football games, too. Big fucking deal. His name was Bear Bryant. You think if his name was Steve Davis, he'd be on this list? I don't think so. Bear Bryant could have lost every college football game every year and then the worst coach of all time. He's probably still making this list. Junction, boys? Don't get out of bed if you're not ready to work. At least 12 hours perfecting the 42 dive. You know how many times Bear Bryant's team passed the football? Zero. Four yards, 
or is it three yards? Cloud of dirt, clod of dirt. This is the 60s. We're going to run the football. God gave us four downs, and we're going to use every fucking one of them. How many times Bear Bryant punted? Yeah, you can count them on one fist. Okay? I, I don't know. If you want to Google and fact check me, you know what? Bring an army. Bring a Swiss army. Because everything I tell you is the exact truth. And it's, it's, it's all from the old noggin up here. And I promise that I would never lie to you. I don't have the time. Sledgehammer and Bear Bryant, I think we're on to something. I really do. You know, I don't care if that clock says three and a half minutes or it says three and a half days. It's a marathon. It's a double marathon. It's an Ironman. It's a double Ironman that we're doing here. It's not the 100-meter dash, all right? Ricky Henderson can't even keep up with what we're doing right now. And if anybody can, he could. What about prison guards? What do you mean, what about prison guards? Do you know what kind of psychopath it takes to be a prison guard? You cannot just get out of bed and brush your teeth and comb your hair and put on your uniform and be like, well, wish me luck today. Nope. I'm going to Folsom today, and I might not be home, honey, okay? Because I'm a prison guard. What's the ratio between prisoners and prison guards? I don't know, 60 to 1? How there's not a riot every day? Are you a prison guard? You're a complete, you're not even a human being. You're above that. Like, honey, I got to go to work today. There's a pretty good chance I come home with a stab wound, a shank wound. But you know what? I'm ready for it because you know I'm crazy. You know I sleep standing up. You saw me last night. You know I'm a psychopath. You know you fear for your life every day when I come home because I'm a prison guard. All right. Only qualification you need to be a prison guard is you have done time. You ever murdered anyone? Yeah. You want to be a guard? Sure. I know how to. I know how to handle these fuckers. All right. Give me. You want a gun? Nope. I'll just take that club. Just give me the club and I'll do everything. The Billy Club, prison guard. You have to wear sunglasses all the time, even when it's dark. You can't see shit, but you just know. A prison guard is. Imagine, would you rather go to prison or be a prison guard? Hmm, let me think. How much time? Ten years? Yeah, I can do that. Just don't make me watch these fuckers. Don't make me in charge of them. I'm not talking about the warden that sits behind the desk either. Talk about the guy that makes 52 a year, all right? The guy that's in the shit, in the muck, the prison guard. I mean, show's about over. We got to the six seats. <laughs> How did Sloppy Joe's not make the list? Just thought of that. It's not on the list. Sledgehammer, Bear Bryant, prison guards. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what the last six seat is, and I'm not gonna say a word about it. So next weekend when we do it all again and nobody listens because nobody can fucking log on, and it's just me talking to myself for sixty minutes. So I got a whole Seven days to think about the last six seed. It's icebergs. Icebergs. Yeah, that's the last six seed. It's not the Titanic. It's what killed the Titanic. Okay? And we're going to get into it. Icebergs? Icebergs lettuce? No. Don't be a dick. 
no time left in the show. I don't even I don't even say thanks for listening or goodbye anymore. It's just whenever I feel like being done, it's just done. Ten fucking percent chance of rain right now, and it's raining. How in the world? Maybe it's icebergs or is it Steve Gutenberg? I can't even read my own fucking handwriting. Gutenberg? I think it's icebergs. huge block of ice. It's fucking insane. I'll make a good case for it. Five seeds are out of control. Holy shit. Four seeds. I don't even know how this guy made the list. Bear Bryant. Yeah. That's where you hit an episode right there. 